This is Horsing Around with Pete Fairbanks. Giving my strong yet unresearched opinions is something that I excel at. Presented by the original Louisiana brand, Hot Sauce. You know, you're getting me and you. A lot of me, though, because I really like to talk. Now, here's your host. I have no idea how to open this thing. Welcome to our latest Horsing Around with uh, Pete Fairbanks, our first right-handed guest that we've ever had on the program. We found out that Pete Fairbanks does have friends who are not left-handed. So you want to introduce them, Pete? Yeah, we got two former 2020 bullpen members. We got Aaron Sleggers, who will be referred to as Sledge for the duration of this, and John Curtis, who is spells his name wrong, but that's all right. Um, so we got both of them back here, finally. Um, saw both of them earlier on this season, briefly. Curtis got mad at us because everybody, just 28 straight guys, dapped him up as we uh, passed him throwing on the line. But no, um, how you guys doing? I need. I, I saw Sledge out in LA recently, so we're gonna kick it to Kurt. Kurt, how how's Philly? How are you? Is your EP done yet? No. Uh, so Philly's cool. I walked around yesterday, and there's both a Curtis Institute of Music here with one S which apparently is a very hard music school to get into and a Curtis with one S uh, publishing company of late. So, um, but yeah, I'm great. And I wasn't mad when 28 consecutive people dat me up. I was frustrated for Yimmy Garcia to have to wait politely for every single <laughs> before he was allowed to throw another change up, <laughs> but it was good to see y'all. It would have been better if we saw y'all and went two and one instead of one and two. Yeah. Yeah, it would. I mean, it was good for us, I guess. Um, good for Manny Margot. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, it. Was cool. We finally got to leave the hotel down there, which was nice. Got some, got some coffee. There's actually a pretty good donut shop. I'm not. Uh, I got to bring this up. I was Ted Lid texted me right um, just before we started recording this and told me that I'm not allowed to talk about food or coffee on this one. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of my subject material. Um, yeah, so there we I I left the hotel in in Miami to eat and drink, and that's as far into detail as we're going to go on that. <laughs> She's now I in charge of the podcast. I, <laughs> tired of hearing about it. Actually, okay. more specific than that, she said I'm not allowed to slim or Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Um, <laughs> Well, well, Miami, you know, we've got Cafe La Rica, official sponsor of your Miami Marlins. So everybody go buy some. <laughs> Cafe La Rica, is that, have you had any? Is it good? Yeah, of course. It's the official coffee. It's in the clubhouse. It's fantastic. Are we going to have free ads on this podcast, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to make my higher-ups happy. <laughs> I'm all for it, you know. Uh, Slash, oh, I recently saw you at a bad flight home. Hopefully things are a little better now than they were 48 hours ago. Um, how is not planning your own wedding going? Is that going well? Yeah, it is going well. Um, like we talked about when, when we uh, had some coffee together, uh, my th- my beautiful fiance, Courtney, actually sent me a save the date to my locker. Um, and that is about all uh, <laughs> I've been responsible for is to literally save the date of my wedding. So that, uh, that has been going great. Speaking of, I did get, I got to save the date. Um, very excited about it. We will be on RSVP now, um, and we will see you there. Uh, can't wait to get 
out to Arizona in the winter instead of being out there in the summer, which is just a miserable time. Hmm. Kurt, are we going to see? Are you going to be there, Kurt? I hope so. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't uh, miss it for the world. I know the date. I've got it memorized. I don't need to save the date anymore. Very busy month of December, but we're, we're, we're excited about it. Great. I mean, so, uh, I'm sure Scottsdale's a little different than Missouri that time of year. So we'll be happy to have you. Actually doing some research on it. I'm pretty excited um, because Tiger Woods' sponsored adult mini golf is in Scottsdale. Oh, uh, uh, pop, pop stroke. Pop stroke, I think. Yeah. I can't wait to check it out. And I will be going during the during my time out there so kurt if you want to play some mini golf um and and third wheel you are more than welcome to yeah when we head out there to old scottsdale so do you not even get to to do the list or like does your fiance decide everyone who's invited (laughs) no he was largely blowing this out of proportion Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i i help on the you know the venue the list it's like the napkins and tablecloths, I step aside. You're not forced to have an opinion on uh, on what uh, you know what what your place settings are looking like. That's correct. Maybe. None are none are more gracious than Courtney when uh, allowing grace for, for the place settings <laughs> and the color. <sighs> Man, wedding planning, Kurt. I don't think you're gonna know about that for a while, but uh, hey, thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Appreciate it, bud. <laughs> when you Kurt, do, bud, I see you wearing that hat. Uh, I think you got to worry about that for a minute. <laughs> I know. I thought the hat. The hat's a nice touch. It's very, uh, very. Uh, I had to look a little closer. I can't tell if it's very Texas of you or not. Um, it's very. It's very wannabe songwriter of me. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. All right, you've sent us three songs in the past what month, Sledge? You'd say probably about the yeah. last month. Are these are these just you're just staying as voice memos, or are we getting these? Are you going to eventually move this into? You know, this, on, this is moving. It we're is six down. We need four more. Once we get four more, then we're going to start working on drum tracks and bass. Then we're going to get the mics. Then we're going to do the electric guitar. Then we're going to record it all. This is this is going to be done by October eighth. I have that's made that, it up in my mind. You're, wow! Did you come up with a date? Is it just like a spur of the moment thing, or have you been working it's, toward? It's the first. It, music's Fridays, and it's the first Friday after the season. First Friday after the season. And are, are we going on Spotify? Oh no 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 no! No vinyl only. What'd you say? Vinyl only with a digital <laughs> download. <laughs> if you if you want to pony up. And help pay me back for the recording equipment. You're more than willing to have a copy, or I can just send a few to my close friends. But I'm not going to let like random people go onto Spotify to heckle me about it. Like <laughs> you have to pay money for the right to tell me how bad it is. <laughs> well, how about do you have your guitar with you on the road, where you can do like an acoustic version of one of the songs? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what that's what the recordings of all the acoustic versions. I was actually re-listening to uh, to one of them this morning. I, I appreciate all of all of Kurt's music. Um, it's a refreshing change of pace because it is unlike anything in my catalog of saved songs on Spotify. And I, I but very very different for me. Um, can be a little sad at times. You know, I think that's just the 
I think that that's the uh, the style we're going for. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, John, any uh... it is it is it is the style, and then it's also uh, like I I try sometimes to sit down and write like a happy go lucky song, and I can't do it without sounding corny, but I can make like a thoughtful thing sound in my mind less corny in my like my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. John, you are nothing for uh, for being true to yourself. You know, you never uh, write anything for anybody else. <laughs> don't be a sellout. Yeah. Don't have to worry about me being authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Which I learned from y'all. I learned from the class ahead of me, the 2013 Twins draft picks. I learned how to, how to be a professional from y'all. That's right. For podcast listeners, uh, John and I go way back to uh, to uh, 2014 when we were both playing on the same baseball team. Yeah. Was that was that Beloit, Quad Cities? Where were you guys together? Cedar Rapids. Cedar. Oh, okay. at that point, they moved to Cedar Rapids. Yep. Sure. They flip-flopped with the uh, Angels, who used to be in, um, I think, Beloit. Were you guys, you guys were the same draft class or, or year consecutive years? I'm a I'm year after. older than John. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Consecutive. So then, so then he was ahead of me for until pretty much AAA. So then we played together. Um, but I mean, we were always in spring training and instructs together. So you went to see? Yeah. I went to like three instructs. You went to two or three, two, right, Sykes? Just one. Just one. And then I did uh, college classes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like a spent two year two instructs in one rehab and let me tell you, not <laughs> spring training without the season it, afterwards. <laughs> playing real games. Yeah. PFPs. That's when Stu uh Stu and I first got close. Also Clyburn? listeners. Uh no yeah, Clyburn was doing my first instructs we would go do pfp just the two of us yes, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh our AAA pitching coach in 17 and 18 and slags also like double a coach great pitching coach named Stu Clyburn, who had this list probably 250 or 300 phrases long of little snippet quotes like slider at midnight or whatever <laughs> he <even> just, oh. <laughs> i miss Stu. <laughs> Stu's a character. I I was with his brother, his twin brother Stan. Yeah. When when he was a manager in the twin system, I was with him in Quad Cities, and they had Twins Day, and they brought Stu in from whatever team he was on, just to be with Stan for the day. And the two of them caused a whole lot of havoc in Quad City. I can tell you that. <laughs> I've never met Stan, but uh, Stu has told me some some uh, some havoc that they've wreaked back in their playing days. Uh, post playing days too. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! One time I got, one time I got called up, and he came up to me at like midnight and said, "Hey, John, buddy, you throw your slider for a strike tomorrow, you do fine. If you don't, see you the next day." <laughs> <laughs> He's right. I saw him like two days later. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm trying to, I usually John does a little impersonation for the different people that he's, he's talking for. I couldn't get that. Give me a read on this, this, uh, stew guy, like just normal dude, little, little country no, tone. No, no, anything but normal. Uh, <laughs> he has the same, I, I fully believe he has the same clipboard, uh, for his entire career and he carries around, he just adds sheets to it, but no sheets ever come out. And so he walks around with it the size of an encyclopedia and in there he has a notebook that's like clamped down and in that notebook has one-liners like john talked about and it's page after page after page hundreds deep of all sorts of just dug out banter one-liners that he's collected over the years and he never forgets about it you could be in the dog days of july in AAA. it's beating hot there's nobody in the stands and somebody says some funny one-liner from the top top rail and he goes hey, that's good. I'm going to write that down. And he pulls out his notebook and puts it on the bottom line and adds it to the 300 plus one liners. Oh, man. So he's, he's actually telling you, it'd be like if somebody took, like just took notes about, about Kit for a day yeah. and just found every, every little one liner that he and just put it into a notebook and it for however many years of pro. Yeah, you know, there's it's an impossible comparison to ever compare anybody to Stu Clyburn, but um, he's yeah. a, he's the best. He it's like he would love you because if you threw a ball up and in at somebody, he would just go, "Bota, best pitch you'll throw all day." <laughs> if if John Feinstein or, or or any of these like sports writers could get a hold of Stu Clyburn, they would have immediate bestseller. It would oh, just yeah. have just have an, a biography of Stu Clyburn. You could sell it like hotcakes they need his brother too because i can tell you so i was with Stu, stan in 2000 and at that point we're like ancient in terms of technology and stan and Stu love nascar like nobody's business to the point that stan would actually when he got really mad at the team he took the vcr that was on the team bus and he took out an old nascar <laughs> event and just watched <laughs> He made the team watch a NASCAR race. <laughs> I never heard bus rides so quiet in my life. And <laughs> uh, 500 laps of left turns. So it sounds <laughs> uh, This was our formative experience in the minor leagues, Pete. <laughs> you're you're with Texas and then the Rays, and they're teaching you about spin rate. <laughs> you're getting one liners and yeah, covering first and in strikes. So, but you guys just did just just you and him just went out and and went through your your PFP rotation. Yeah, on on October second, with uh, two days before the off season, making sure you could remember how to cover first. <laughs> Yeah, we actually. I I thought our uh, pitching coordinator with the Twins was good. I got a lot from Raz Eric Rasmussen, because uh, he was big on the zoning, like the looking down and then looking up to throw the ball to the mitt. I thought we got yeah. a lot of coming up with the Twins. Um, I thought it helped me a lot with my career, but zoning in terms of like. Like visualization. Not. He was like ahead of his time with, with, you know, mental visualization on the mound. Yeah. So we're talking like not, uh, when you say like the looking to pick up the mitt, are we talking like, like kind of more of like a soft focus on it where you're not, 
you know, you're seeing your, where you want to throw it and you're not just locked in on the whole time. Right. Not just staring yeah. the whole delivery. You're kind of coming set, you know, taking your eye off for a second and then pick up as you're yeah. starting to move towards home plate. Which helped my command a lot. And then the other thing is in 2016, we had a ton of hard throwers in the minor leagues and we didn't have very good strikeout rates. And then we started doing like the gun, the heat, we called it the gun. Heater up. And then the fist was breaking ball in the dirt to counter fist. <laughs> but uh, I think our organization like led minor league baseball in strikeouts that year just because they were kind of like on that front end. Hey, get the two strikes and then go gun and fist. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm doing today still. <laughs> that, that basically sums up my. My pitching philosophy in a, <laughs> in a <Yeah>. word sentence. <laughs> that, there it is. So that's pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much all of it, right there. <laughs> oh man, what's going on with you, Pete? How's it in uh, Raysland? Tell us about what's going on. Good. We uh, we got stuck on the tarmac for three hours yesterday. Nice. That was not as good. So we uh, remember what uh, you guys dealt with flying home from the World Series. No. Because I drove. Okay. You, yeah, sorry. I forgot that you you showed us that you were all from Texas for six straight days um, with your white jeans, uh, belt buckles, and cowboy hats. So, Sledge, do you remember what uh, what it was like sitting on the tarmac? Yes, it was yes I do. Long, thankfully. Hmm. Um, yes, I my travel day was a little bit different that day. We were uh, under lock and key. Um. But yeah, it's uh, you know we got a whole new bullpen again, as we did about the same time into the season last year. Um, it's uh, I'm missing you guys, and I don't have. It's it's really everybody on one side, and then there's me with a little bit of Colin McHugh sprinkled in. Uh, there's not, and I need, I need. Uh, how do I say this? Into to balance. I need the yeah, we need a good balance, and right now there's not that big of a balance. Um, yeah, they, you got Kit, you got Spring, um, and then you have Thompson. <laughs> you know, we just got we just got Strickland in this trade, and I talked to him about Thompson. He's like, oh yeah, he's uh, you know, he's low, he's he's cool. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> he wasn't getting fired up every other game in the bullpen about some well, no, strange he, thing didn't have Curtis and or you to fire him up. And then he's uh, Evan. We had no big James Bond discussions that really. Uh, <laughs> so are the also, two of you like the poke the bear guys in the bullpen? No, was, no, no, no. He was the poke our bear. Yes. Off. And second off, you've probably got a very confident Thompson now. So he's oh, probably. Thompson's feeling right. Yeah. I was about to say, he's probably less inclined to have a debate because he's probably feeling pretty good doesn't have that complete opposite perspective to uh you know to go back and forth with it's all pretty pretty similar i should say i would i would say all in all he did send me some questions for you though um okay uh kurt i don't know if we want to get into those now or later sure fire away so first off i did we all saw your instagram the other day about your rosin bag um yeah can we just before we like, where does your love for your rosin bag? What is that? Is you know, it's it's just the perfect thing to get a to get a grip on the baseball. Maybe mix it with a little sweat. 
Um, yeah. Well, I have very sweaty hands, so I need it. Yeah. And, trying to... um, and then, yeah, just it's the right tack. The To be honest, it was a little facetious at first because, I mean, we have to have our own rosin bags <laughs> because of the pandemic. And at this point, with the amount of science we've had, you know, when you're a fully vaccinated pitcher coming into a game after a fully vaccinated pitcher pitched, probably likely that in the middle of the outdoor stadium on the mound, nowhere within 60 feet of the nearest human, you're probably safe to share rosin, but that's, that's against the protocol. So that's, it's against the protocol. I have my own and I make sure never to leave it because I want them to let me use it. I don't want to not have any. So to, to jump in uh, for the listeners at home, it was a bullpen stable running joke every time John would pitch last year from about the last couple of weeks of the regular season all the way through the postseason and all the high leverage John pitched in. He would never, ever, ever forget Rosen back. He would strike out Luke Boyd with the bases loaded and two outs in a one-run game. And his right foot would land at the bottom of the mound and immediately bounce to the back of the mound, <laughs> grab his rosin with his pitching hand, and briskly walk in the dugout. Like, like he, like he took the sign with Void standing in the box saying, "Don't forget your rosin bag. Don't forget your rosin bag. Don't forget your rosin bag." <laughs> and that hasn't it changed impressive. all this year. It's impressive. It hasn't changed because we saw a clip when we were at breakfast. You know, we see this. We pull it up. John Curtis, I don't know why you – I think you sent it to Thumper because he did something cool. I think you threw a, you know, 91-mile-an-hour slide or something like that. But that's not what we're, fo- that's not what we're focused on. We're focused on landing and the immediate <laughs> at the rosin, walk back to the market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you fi- – uh, did you ever fist ahead. pump while you went to get the rosin bag at least to at least get some emotion out or just – this season I have twice, like very, very, very small, very, um, in the bottom of the ninth against Atlanta, it was tied and I got popped up and it was like so very muted. Did you like ease the rosin bag really hard in celebration? Or I like turned around and like kind of held my fist and then released my fist to pick up the bag. <laughs> do, does the Marlins bullpen appreciate your love for rosin as much as we do? Um, Probably not. <laughs> They're not amused. <laughs> no. The Marlins bullpen appreciates a lot of other things about me, but <laughs> they let that slide. <laughs> Your Tampa Bay Rays have called up yet another talented prospect, and this one might be the hottest of them all. It's the Louisiana brand hot sauce, the new official hot sauce of the Tampa Bay Rays. Made right in the heart of Louisiana since 1928, The original Louisiana brand hot sauce adds just the right amount of pop to all kinds of meals, from wings and barbecue to eggs and popcorn. The original Louisiana brand hot sauce. Bring the heat. Bullpen vibes. What's what's this? What's similar? What's different about? Well, for both of you, the different uh, different places you've been in the pen. What's been what's been some commonalities and some differences between teams? Slags, you go ahead. Uh, I'd say the first thing that jumps out with me in LA here is uh, I've never played on such a wide band of like like service time and experience. Uh, we got guys with 
you know, that made their debut on opening day, all the way to Tony Watson and Steve Shishek, who, you know, are on 10 years, give or take. Um, so that's really cool of, of picking those guys' brains. And, um, and it's always, um, you know, outside of one bullpen, um, that wasn't so much accessible that I've been on, but this one is, is, it's awesome. It's, you know, everyone's talking and, uh, talking about the game and, and whatever. Uh, for me, I'd say the biggest difference here is that we're so roll locked down, which is cool, but it's just the opposite of Tampa. Like Tampa, you kind of have your leverage situation and that's when Ando would go in, but that could be the sixth. It could be the eighth, whatever. Right. If we have a lead, ninth is Yimmy. Eighth is Floro, unless they want to like mix it up and go seventh Floro. Seventh is Bass. And then sixth is the only inning where it's kind of like, oh, right handed, left handed. Uh huh. Or there's up tight. Yeah. And our starters are really, really good. The like our top three um, can give us six and they'll lit them. Um, so a lot of games, you can kind of watch the game flow. And it's like, oh, we're tied. I might have a chance. Oh, we have a one-run lead. It's the seventh. Like, I'm still going to be ready. But mm. everybody knows who all the calls are. So that's probably the biggest difference. And then, um, yeah, it's also, a, like, a little bit more veteran group probably than Tampa was, except for we have our very youngs. Like, we've had our Rule 5 picks. And then um, Bender, who just came up and has been great. So uh, it's a little bit older, and then it's a little bit more – roll inclined but it's been rolling really well and it's also um really nice because you kind of know how donnie thinks and like kind of what to expect so um you know i liked it last year with tampa where it was unpredictable but i'm also liking it now this year where it is kind of more predictable yeah it's still pretty unpredictable here but it 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 lends itself, you know, kind of as time goes on, you can see, you know, you just, the more time you spend with how, you know, cash and snides and how it's run, the more you can kind of get a feel for when your right. might be for you. Um, and that kind of just getting used to that game, like you're saying, the game flow of knowing, you know, when you need to, to start getting loose or start doing what you need to do to get ready to throw just either, you know, with if you have the the role based, obviously, you know you're throwing that. All right, cool. I'm gonna start my my weighted balls, my bands, everything in the sixth, and I'm good to go for the eighth. Whereas, you know, you kind of get started early just because you know, with that leverage situation it might come earlier, it might come later. But you know that that readiness is from a, a early standpoint, or you have to be ready from an early standpoint. I would say, and that was for me at least with Texas. I would. I mean, I was not throwing unless we were losing. So I guess I kind of had a feel for uh, for when that one was going to happen too. But yeah, bullpen bullpens are great. We love the bullpen. We also love relievers, which a lot of people don't. How about our, we're we're going to stay along this trend because I find it interesting. Conversations, the band similar throughout or dependent on the group of people that's there largely dependent the banter has never been as colorful and as spirited and i don't mean colorful as like swearing or or inappropriate but just like as as uh as spirited as it was in tampa the mixture between you know us three 
especially Curtis, especially you, Pete Thompson. Uh, yeah, never been more spirited. You didn't even get a full year out of Drake, too. You're oh, right. Yeah. Wow. We, You're we right. got the time out of Drake that we got. <laughs> we got we got, we got quality time out of Drake. I forgot. The the memory I have of Drake more than anything is when we're all sitting on that on-field bench in the trap and he's standing in the turf facing everybody else, like holding court like a like, like a Roman Imperial or something. <laughs> hands on his facilitated, hips. Yeah, hands on his hips. Hands on his hips. <laughs> 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 hey, give Drake credit. He's been the same everywhere he's been. Everybody, you, you, he had that year where he played for five teams, and everybody I've ever met who played with him said he was always the exact same way. Exact same guy. <laughs> Oliver, yeah. love Oliver. He has no, he has no ability to be anybody but who he. I think <laughs> that's one think of the that honestly was everybody in Tampa. I think was- you fit that. I think Slags fits that. I think I fit that. I think Thompson, Loopy. I think everybody last year was one of those incapable of being anybody but themselves. Yes, it was quite the group. Speaking of, this is, I got this written down because I this is one of my fondest memories of our time in Durham, Slags. Um, was your book of hypotheticals that we ended up discussing in that bullpen. And for those of you who've ever been to Durham, you're in basically a little bunk on the side of the field. And the one that I, I would say the most vivid one that I remember is we're sitting there. Our, it was if you were to pull like a bathtub stopper out of the oceans, right? And hypothetically, it would drain on Mars. The first one was, I think there was like, it was like three parts, wasn't it? Something about how long would it take to drain, how much of Mars it would cover. And then unrelated, well, it was related, but not the uh, question. But apparently, if, if you were to do this, it would hypothetically have enough force behind it to suck a battle through this bathtub-sized hole in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because I totally forgot. And I'm looking it up because I want to give uh, you know our proper bibliography, our proper due diligence. Um, <laughs> the title was called... What if, and I remember that page, it was, like you said, multiple three-parters. And one part was how quick the ocean would drain, assuming all the ocean is connected and assuming it all drains the deepest part of the ocean. So every drop would go through the the hole. And then it was how, like, different size holes. So it was incredible. It was like a bathtub-sized hole, a basketball-sized hole, and an Olympic-sized swimming pool hole. And... The basketball size ball would the pressure would be so much that like the most modern U.S. battleship would suck through that basketball size hole. <laughs> we were just talking about this in Durham. You know who but, also loved that book was uh, the Cubs' very own uh, Matt Duffy. Absolutely yeah. loved that book. It was. I mean, it it's a the hypotheticals are great. I need to get a copy of it. It's a great just. Mm-hmm round and leaf through every now and then book i feel like for those uh listening it's what if serious scientific answers to absurd hypothetical questions by randall monroe i'm giving slags major credit for how well he's handling uh like for the listeners at home and he's on top of things and got his bibliography and knows not to do free i'm noting who the hypothetical 
premier host of the four of us are right now. <laughs> wow. I'm not trying to steal anyone's thunder here. Don't put me in that position. That's if that's the take Curtis is getting. I mean, I personally think I make a better guest than host. So I think you're the best host. I think that everybody in the world would agree that this is the best podcast. <laughs> it's an endorsement. Have, John, you have, you gone, have you subscribed yet? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, first I'm, day. I was getting very, very big, the very best podcast, and we have nothing but the very best guests vibe from that statement, Johnny. Oh, no, no, no. You have, I mean, you, <laughs> you have had a good one this week, but then you threw me on. <laughs> I was going to ask if you guys were offended that um, – that he waited till this one to get you guys. He had Yarborough before you and Springs and even Flynn before you. No, That's he's got to do his teammates. I would, I would never be offended yeah. about. I know, know how it is. Guys, come in, you do your job, and then you're gone. You're forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, I can give you my thought process for him as to why that they were not the first. First, I did guess that wasn't Flem, right? And I was like, I mean, well, I was gonna say. I was sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say I'm surprised like anyone other than Flem on this podcast. I thought it would just be you and Flem and for eternity with. We were just Flem and I get into it too much to be a functional, yeah. functional. Um, the best buds okay. kind of going crazy. They, um, <laughs> and Lydia's not made it on yet. She's she's just nope. advising from the from yeah, the. We have some season left, believe it or not. There's like two thirds of it still left. Um, <laughs> but no, so I needed a guess that wasn't Flem to start. And I was like, well, obviously the first choice would probably be Yarbs because I would say most of my time at the field that I'm not well Flem's you. But, you know, Yarbs is in that that close-knit group. And then for Springs, Springs and I basically are Curtis and Sledge, but with Texas. St. Craft class, short season, low A, high A, triple – or not triple A, and then the big leagues together – you know, so we've we've spent a lot of time in the baseball world together. And then Flem, obviously, and then I was for these two, who else, you know, I gotta have Kurt and Sledge on because we I talk about them all the time and we spent like eighty straight days together, more or less. Uh without seeing our families in between. Without buddy, yeah. <laughs> without anybody else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, – last year was interesting. I, I got this written down because this is something I wanted – we got Curtis, obviously, our, but I, I have this written down as hobbies that keep you sane. And since we 2020 is a perfect microcosm of needing things to keep you sane, what are you doing on the road, Sledge? Are you taking your PC with you? What's the – what is the uh, – what are you doing now? Obviously, you know, restrictions are lifted so we can we can do more. But how's that How's that road time? What are we, what are we doing on the road? Because – I can tell you, for me, I'm doing nothing but playing Smash Bros. at the moment. <laughs> it's not really keeping me sane, but it is keeping me occupied. Yeah, that's funny you ask, because I've been at kind of a revelation. I've been bringing my gaming PC on the road. I got a PS5, been kind of dabbling in that. But then, like, it kind of hit me. I'm like, man, this is fun. It's keeping me occupied, but it's like, the restrictions are lifted. I need to make up for some lost time. I need to, I need to start getting out, like... That last trip, like to Boston, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of bummed. I played too many video games. I gotta, I gotta get out, go see the Freedom Trail or something. Go, right. uh, you know, go do cool stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, my 
uh, I guess I should just put the horse in around podcast in my ears and go explore some cities. Yeah. <laughs> Available anywhere major podcasts are found. It's on all your this. We need Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I need Curtis on the social to really do all the marketing. <laughs> oh man. You were you were reliving your time in Philly yesterday, Kurt. Is that are you spending more time outside, you know, walking around, seeing cities now that we can? Are you still That was that was my first one. We're not quite eighty five percent. We are allowed to leave. We're more restricted than other teams are. Um I can outdoor dine and I'm looking forward to my family's fully vaccinated so I can meet up with like my fully vaccinated friends and family here. Uh, they're actually playing some trips in June and July, which I'm super excited about. Um, but yesterday was my first time to like really go walk around a city. Um, I had been t- kind of doing the hotel field bit for a while. And then yesterday felt really good. The weather was beautiful. Um, I'm trying to, I guess I went to an outdoor restaurant in New York and then actually I'll take that back this trip. So in Arizona, actually, I walked around, um, saw some of the beautiful sights and Slike's home homeland, but, uh, yeah, being able to be outside is good for the sanity. And then obviously I bring my guitar on every road trip. So we're set there. You got to play something for us, right? No, Oh man. No, no, no. We don't, we don't, we don't make Curtis play. That's, very oh, well, if you want to, but could be your only musical guest that you have on the on the podcast. I don't think he's. I think he still hasn't learned Mr. Brightside for me. It's very upset. Yeah, learn uh, learn that. I, I I mean, I can play one song for you if you don't think that's too boring. But I don't want to. You choose, Pete. You're the host. Talk you out of it at this point. Um. Yeah. You could also cut it out. So like, it's not really that big of a yeah, deal. I'm... Just edit it out. <laughs> Typical self-deprecating John. This is this is. Was that when we were all in the suite last year after uh, – which time was it? Was it – no, it wasn't New York because we flew out. It had to have been here in Baltimore that you basically held court held court with your guitar. and. Uh... Uh, I've been playing a little bit for my teammates here, and they enjoy it kind of. Um, <laughs> <it's... laughs> uh, I, I have been doing my, uh, like, come up with a song on the top of my head for different teammates. That's a, that's a good crowd pleaser. <laughs> Pledge, are we gonna? Is he gonna have to bring his guitar to your wedding? No. Uh, we'll we'll have a musical. We'll have a <laughs> musical. Yeah, you guys doing band? <laughs> or- yeah, band or DJ, Aaron? Uh, DJ. We went DJ. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm team DJ. You guys, got, well, you guys got your colors. You guys got everything. We're gonna chat about your wedding while he's tuning his guitar. Oh, I'm good. You're good. All right. All right. Then stage and then is I, yours, John. I, I hate to do this to you, but I need to play and then go catch the bus, probably because. If that's okay, I have one thing I have to ask you after that, and and we'll let you uh, we'll let you go. Okay, this is called uh, what's this one called? The most recent one I just wrote. To be good friends. Don't know 
Great job, John. Thanks, Johnny. I had to contribute something. That was, that was, what time, what's your bus is at what, two? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Um, what was your question? I can put on my shoes while you talk. My question, this is a, this is a reader or a listener submitted question. Okay. <laughs> um, and this listener would like to know, would you rather be able to go Chaz's slider? Oh God, yes. Or to do a, a cat cow like Ryan Thompson. Chaz Rose Slider. Next question. <laughs> Would I rather do anything like Chaz Rowe or like Ryan Thompson? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Bump this back. And my last I, I forgot about this. Um I've heard the story from sources. Is it true that you did base running drills? Um oh god, yes. Start of they take my outfield play seriously here. I'm like our serious eighth outfielder here. Because NL might happen. I keep – in fact, I got to go – I got to go get ready to power shag today. Hey. <laughs> power shag. All right. I love y'all. Good seeing Thanks. you. Thanks for having me on. That guy's incredible. I just – one of a kind. So are you, Sledge. This has been great.
I forgot to ask Kurt about how it felt to get a custom pair of spikes and then immediately get traded. Not play. Yeah. Or uh, you can ask me what it felt like to have a, uh, a custom baby blue and navy love for Angel's picture day. <laughs> <laughs> Hang with them. Hang with them. It's a good vessel for, for catching up and reminiscing. Yeah. And to get the, any situation that Curtis can play the guitar in, I think he's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we couldn't talk him out of that once Once Neil brought up the guitar. Once there was a... Oached, he was just all in. Yeah. It was it was added to the show, I think. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Did you get that notification, Slash? Kurt just texted uh, us. Thanks for having me on. Sorry I'm a dum-dum. Again, <laughs> classic self-deprecating Curtis. Very self-deprecating for no reason under the sun. Uh, are you going to ask the question about the Ray's social media trolling oh, me? Did you see that? This was last year. Sledge, what, is 28, 27, 28? My 28th birthday, yeah. Birthday. Ray's social media tweets out. Six ten and a year older. <laughs> and it's it's not like nobody even sees it like as oh you know whatever six ten yeah six ten a year that's funny the rays are being creative but it's like it's literally the box the rays social media team put me in and every every announcer really but it, it's probably a pretty common box be it you know old women at the grocery store um, stuff like that because as some, you know I'm obviously not quite as tall but i have my wife is six five you know and strangers just cannot help themselves cannot they can't help themselves and i, I don't understand you know what the insult to injury was with with the rays when they put it on the jumbotron at the trot to an empty trot that was the insult to injury and they like six ten and a year older on the trot billboard and it's literally just like the players <laughs> just the teams yeah and make teams uh, here too who are up in their in their offices yeah so when's your birthday again September four so have you already alerted the angels not to do that on your birthday or uh no no you know they'll do what they'll do it helps when my father's seven feet tall you know so i saw my i saw my dad fuming about it when, when i was eight years old and knee high so you're the short guy in the family that's pretty sweet. that's right Yep. How tall you is miss my dad at a five eleven? Yeah, we're we're we're, uh, we're working on a seven footer. He's not leaving that ninety nine percentile. Uh, he is presently setting the percentiles. He's <laughs> in terms of height. So I will say, Sledge, I'm pretty fired up for your wedding. Um, um, and I so I, up, I sent a picture to Lid, and I said, "Hey, I'm getting a new suit." And she was like, <laughs> and "I was like, no, 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 I'm getting a new suit." Treat yourself. That's, you know, got to. I don't think we will ever travel in a suit with Tampa, but. Yeah, and uh, and Joe's Joe's model is over here is if you look sexy, wear it. And as so. it should. That's where, you know, feel good and wear it. Right. All right, Sledgy, we'll let you go. Is Shohei the best player alive? Most talented uh, person? Yeah, I, I just, when he hit that uh, three-run home. One that was in his eyes, that one? 
yeah, the one that was out of his eyes, the one that was eight eight inches above the zone. I just started giggling like a schoolgirl in the bullpen. I just cannot believe what he's doing. It's just like it's it's unreal. It's unreal. That that homer he hooked around the pole to go ahead and in Fenway. Yeah, it's anyway. It's special. What what more can you say about the guy? When do you guys come to Tampa? It's in it's in like a month. month. Yeah, I would say it's in June. I know that much. Yeah. We'll have to uh we'll have to go out and grab some dinner, breakfast, coffee. Not beverages. Nightlife is strictly frowned upon. That's right. Outdoor outdoor uh, Cuban sandwiches only. Uh oh. Maybe I have to go to Bodega. Bodega was my thought. Hmm. Need it. All right, Sledge. A pleasure. Neil, thank you. Hope you got you. it. It's been good horsing around with Pete Fairbanks. <laughs> <laughs>